everyone and welcome to our April episode of the Empower Women series podcast. My name is Honor Madison. For this month, we invited Ellen Glickman Simon to come talk about estate planning for serenity and empowerment. Before we dive in, I do want to give a background on Ellen. She graduated from Tufts in 1982 and received her law degree from Northeastern School of Law in 1987. After that, she received her master's degree in tax law from Boston University's School of Law in 1988. She's practiced law in the tax department of a major Boston firm, as well as a suburban business firm before establishing her own office in Sudbury, Mass in 1995, where she now has over 25 years of estate planning experience. You know, one thing we really love about Ellen is I think she does a really great job embodying our motto of connecting the head and the heart. Not only does she do a great job of explaining the head, the legal aspect of estate planning, but she also understands the heart and the softer side of estate planning as well. Right before we dive in, I do want to plug our next two Empower Women series events. On May 10th, we have Live Big Without Sacrifice with Rochelle Seltzer, and I think that'll be a really interesting and empowering um, episode. Looking forward to that. And then June 14th, we have The Journey of Caregiving with Kate Grenigan. I know caregiving is top of mind for many of our clients, so I think that'll be a really useful episode. Quick reminder that the Empower Women series is the second Tuesday of every month at noon, and then the podcast follows. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Empower Women series podcast. So thank you to our listeners for joining us on today's Empower Women series podcast. Today we have Ellen Glickman-Simon, who is going to talk to us about estate planning for serenity and empowerment. So Ellen, thank you for joining us. And if you wouldn't mind giving us a little bit of background on yourself, that would be helpful for our listeners. Yes, my pleasure. I do estate planning and estate administration work. After law school, I got a master in tax law, as I like to say, not because I love taxes, but because I think it's important to understand those laws, especially for um, those of us who want to be empowered in our financial and legal lives. I've been, I practiced at a, a major Boston firm and then a a smaller firm in Lexington before I opened my own practice in 1995. It's in Sudbury. And I feel, um, I feel always very grateful to be doing this work and just sitting at my conference table and talking with clients about their lives and, and helping, I would say, helping them figure out how to bring harmony to their families. Um, and I think that's, that's the crux of what this work does. Definitely. And I, I think, um, like you mentioned, once you have a handle on some of your estate planning and, and the right documents in place, you definitely will have that feeling of peace. But you also said there are a few other benefits to estate planning. Do you want to just talk a little bit about those? Uh, I think one of them is pride. This is really hard work to do. Most of the surveys have shown that up to 50% of those in this country who could do this work never do this work. Um, It's hard to face for a lot of people issues about finances. And I would say for most or all of us to face mortality and this combines those two things. So it's, it's not really a surprise that many people never do the work 
those who do do it though, <laughs> those who do it feel really good when it's finished um, and they should. It's a feeling of pride of having done something that's really quite difficult. And one of the other things I think I've heard you mention is that it also helps people to generate conversations you know, across their family. I think today it's hard for families to have conversations. Um, everybody's so busy and in different directions, but it sort of forces issues to the surface um, and people get to ar articulate, you know, wishes and things that they're thinking about. So um, I like to think of it like that then more of, you know, sometimes I think of it's, it's thought of as just like this transactional thing that you just come in and you do it and you're done but it could definitely be a tool for many years in your life. Right. And I mean, and it does, I would say it does bring people closer together when they can have these open conversations, um, especially intergenerational conversations. I've, I've read that a lot of parents would like to talk to their children about their, about their wishes and the children don't don't want to have the conversation because it's hard. It's painful. Yeah, right. And then once the once it's opened up um, for for both generations, it it can be another another way to be closer, actually. Yeah. How about so how would you suggest somebody get started? I know many times there's a triggering event, somebody maybe has an inheritance or unfortunately somebody passes away, but you know, how do you get folks to think about just putting some of these documents into place? <laughs> yes. <laughs> to get started is actually, I think to make, just to make the decision with oneself to take it off the back burner. Um, because most, most prospective clients who call me say, I've been meaning to do this for, and then comes the number of, it's usually many years, not many months, which, which shows me that they've been thinking about it. It's in the back of our minds. And they tell me oh, every time I get on a plane, every time I get on Route 128, I, I think about this and it's nagging. And so as soon as it's taken off the back burner by that decision to take it off the back burner, then there's more ease. And then the question is really just finding an attorney and probably interviewing, consulting with a few people, at least two, maybe three on how they work, what their philosophies are and making sure that there's a good match and then, and then starting. Um, and people also, I think, think that it's a permanent thing, but these documents can be changed, correct? Anything that's revocable. So the only thing that can't be changed are irrevocable trusts and that's not that's, those are not very common anyway. Okay. So people should get out there and get their estate plan <laughs> in place. <laughs> it's very important. Right. Um, what about, did, did, there's uh, some myths around it. Can you touch on that? Sure. So I would, I would say one of the biggest ones is that you have to be a Rockefeller in order to do this work. And that's just not true. It's, it, it really isn't, necessarily related to how much, how many dollars one has in the bank at all. So anyone who's 18 years of age or older can do a will, a healthcare proxy, a power of attorney, a health privacy statement, and not that an 18 year old needs necessarily all those documents, but parents of young children or single parents, um, you know, definitely 
are well advised to have a will, which is the only place that you can name a guardian for children, for a child who's under 18, and the other documents as well. And then there's a question about trusts, but that that's irrespective of financial ability. Then, then as you just alluded to, this isn't work that you just do and put away for the rest of your life. Life changes, so it's good to check up on this every so often. Um, and that's in terms of number of years, not number of months every so often. Um, and then I think the, the other myth um, is that it's the laws that legal words and financial words um, and those worlds are too complicated to enter. And so I always say it's just another language like all other languages, all professions have their own language and, and entering into just deciding I'm going to learn at least some of the words. I could look them up. <laughs> However, I learn best, whether it's, you know, reading or listening and, and break it down and make sure to work with somebody who speaks, who feels like that person wants to be a good teacher of, of this world of, you know, the laws and finance matters. Thank you. So talk about the documents. There's a bunch of different types of documents. If you could give us maybe an overview of each, that would be helpful for our listeners. Okay, so we'll start with the will. The will is a document that takes effect at death, not during life, and it can be changed anytime during life that someone is, is competent. It's the only place that a parent can nominate a guardian to take care of the body and soul of their child. And it governs certain kinds of assets that are called probate assets. An example of a probate asset would be a solely owned financial account or a solely owned piece of real estate. There's a longer explanation of that, but that's the short, that's the short answer of what a will governs. Um, and then there are healthcare proxies, which allow a person to nominate another and usually successors um, to make healthcare decisions in case one can't make them or communicate them oneself. HIPAA releases, which is the health privacy law that allows us to, to name people who, who would have access to our medical records and, and medical billing records really important documents, important to also make sure that they are then sent along or copies of them are sent along to primary care practitioners. And that in general, that these estate planning documents are known about by those close to you, where they are, there's a lot of practicalities, where they're kept, how to access them, where the copies are. Um, you made, a quick point, you made a quick point that today with everybody carrying around cell phones, you could have a scanned copy at your fingertips. So if you ever had to access it, you'd have it handy quickly. Right, right. Good listening, Christine. <laughs> um, then there are powers of attorney. So this is a document that lets you nominate somebody to make business legal financial decisions for you. And it can be effective starting now, not necessarily just upon incompetence. Again, these are these documents are so that if something happens to any of us, the helpers can actually spring into action and help. And then trusts, which have a number of functions. 
it, it, you know, there's a longer explanation of like what is a trust, but I, I'd like to reiterate, to reiterate that one does not need to be a Rockefeller or think of oneself as having great wealth in order to make good use of a trust. Um, trust can help avoid pro the probate process. They can help manage assets for beneficiaries who are not at the age or stage where they can manage them themselves. Estate tax minimization and asset management are some of the good reasons to at least consider having trusts regardless of your asset level. And then to make sure that those documents are effective, there's um, retitling that has to happen. Right. So once the, once the work with the attorney is complete, usually it's over to the financial advisor who would then help make sure that the plan is implemented. It's absolutely critical. There's far too many estate planning documents floating around out there that where they're ineffective because of the way assets have or haven't been retitled or beneficiary forms may not be complete. Um, so that's, that's as much a part of the process and as important as actually creating the, the legal documents. Right. So make sure you're checking that with your financial advisor, reviewing the titling of your accounts and make sure that if you do have trusts, they're, they're titled appropriately, the accounts are titled appropriately, and make sure that you're reviewing your beneficiaries on your documents. So in the event of you, know, you passing that the assets are actually going to the people that you would like them to be going to. Right. Sounds like super right. Okay. And, and a point that you made what, during, um, during our previous conversation that, that real estate, it's, that real estate can be retitled into a trust and that can be quite, quite helpful um, in avoiding probate on the real estate and the time delays. Yeah. And just, just quick on the probate, I think people are, are um, for whatever purpose, have like this fear of probate. Um, can you just quickly talk about that? Um, yeah, I, I I think there's a fear of it because there's been a lot of um, press about like it's a terrible thing. I mean, it, probate is not a tragedy and it's not um, unduly expensive. Um, I mean, probate court filing fees are not unduly expensive. It's um, neither is engaging an attorney to walk through the probate process. It, to me, it's the time delays, which at this point are significant in many of the counties in Massachusetts so that assets can't be accessed until a personal representative new name for executor is appointed by of the will and and if that lasts four or five months that process it's very frustrating and emotionally difficult for those who who are left especially because they're often in deep grief so it's, it doesn't, one doesn't need to be afraid of it. I think it's just deciding to, to get educated on what it is. And um, if one, if you want to try to avoid it, it's totally possible. Okay. That's good. Good to know. Uh, anything else that you want to touch upon? I think, I think it's just my message that this is hard work to do and that but I find that most who engage in it find it interesting. It is interesting and, and a relief 
So the, the hard part is sort of the anticipation, I think. And then it, it, it can offer a different lens on our lives and be a way that we can align our values with our legal decisions and our finances. So it's empowering. <laughs> it's great, thank you. Um, this has been really great. If it's okay with you, I'm gonna share your email address with our listeners. That is elgs at elgs.net. So please, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us here at Lexington Wealth Management, or you can go ahead and reach out to Ellen directly. Ellen, thank you so much for your time. Um, And it was great to chat with you today. My pleasure. Thank you too, Christine. The Empower Women series was created by Lexington Wealth Management to offer a space for women to come together and feel supported by one another in a safe, judgment-free environment. When we share our experiences and knowledge, we are able to learn from each other. Our mission is to empower women and girls from all walks of life to speak up, ask questions, and learn. The Empower Women series takes place on the second Tuesday of every month at noon, and the podcast follows. Thank you for listening. Lexington Wealth Management is a team of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. All securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is risk-free and there is no guarantee that the investment process described herein will be profitable. Investors, Investors may lose all of their investments. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. In preparing these materials, we have relied upon and assumed without independent verification the accuracy and completeness of all information available from public and internal sources. Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as to their accuracy or completeness or for statements or errors contained or in omissions from them. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the author and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Third-party links and references are provided solely to share social, cultural, and educational information. Any reference in this post to any person or organization or activities, products, or services related to such person or organization or any linkages from this post to the website of another party do not constitute or imply endorsement, recommendation, or favoring of Lexington Wealth Management or Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates, employees, or contractors acting on its behalf. Hightower Advisors LLC does not guarantee the accuracy or safety of any linked site. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for related questions. Copyright 2021 Hightower.